Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Navyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight we are sharing stories of moments where we weren't perhaps the best children to our parental units. Um, <laughs> I know off the bat, being being a boy, I mean, I was a complete poop head. I really was. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what about yourself? I mean, were you just more of a like a emotional terror, maybe? You know, I don't know. No, I don't know. I think I was just like, honestly, just like a, an awful child. <laughs> just <laughs> rotten to the core. <laughs> I wasn't like, I didn't throw like a ton of like temper tantrums. Like I wasn't like, a, like a, I wasn't a spoiled kid where like they have that kind of rotten mentality. But I was really hard headed and you couldn't tell me I couldn't do something. You know, I would just be like, watch me, you know, um, I don't know. I just I was wanted to be very independent. So if there are things that I wasn't supposed to do, like I wanted to do them anyways. But yeah, overall, I was probably just like a fucking terror. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of the same way. I definitely uh, am with you with the whole like throwing a tantrum thing. I never really did that. I was more like. I was more just rambunctious. Um, misplaced energy mis for sure i had a lot of yes, that yes yes definitely that definitely that um always just wanted to like be into like the cool shit that i saw like maybe on tv or something or like you know maybe even saw well not quite the internet because like the, this would have been i would have done most of this pre-internet so that didn't really influence me at all so it was mostly ads yeah mostly yeah mostly tv and friends for sure like like older older brothers and sisters of friends oh man like mm -hmm. you just wanted to do everything they were doing you know like you totally looked up to them you know mm -hmm. so uh do you do you remember like the the earliest moment of like complete disappointment that you ever brought upon <laughs> your parental units the first one? Oh god, I don't know. What do you mean by like disappointment? Like um like oh my god, my kid is dumb or like I'm so embarrassed, like any of the what? above. Like here here's mine. So <laughs> I remember in our basement we had this big giant mirror. It wasn't uh like it wasn't like one of those stand-up mirrors that you see commonly now, but just like a a nice decorative mirror that, you know, is just straight out of the 80s. Like just something that okay. you would have in the basement as just like a cool little mirror piece. Um, but we were throwing around a softball, my friend Danny and I, and I must have been, I want to say I was five. Yeah, probably five. Uh, and I threw the ball accidentally. Just, I don't even know why. Like, I, I don't, I didn't have a purpose of throwing it there, but I hit the mirror and it shattered into pieces like bad. There was like, oh. it was completely demolished. And I blamed my friend Danny because I didn't want to get in trouble for it. And being five, right. like, you don't think about that when you're five. <laughs> um, so I remember my parents like yelling at Danny and Danny like left crying. And so like an hour later, Danny, Danny, right, right. Danny, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, 
his parents showed up to my house and they were like, look, like our kid got scolded for something he, he swears he didn't do. And I just like had my head hang, like hung low. And I was just like, yeah, it was me like type of thing, you know, going on. Yeah. And I could tell that my parents were like super disappointed in me. I think more so because I tried to blame it on Danny, not the fact, mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I remember my dad's yell because like, so we broke it and ran upstairs to try to like avoid the situation being five years old. We were like, yeah, totally. If we just run upstairs, run away from your problems. Yeah, like no, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's going to know that we threw a fucking, I'm sure the softball was sitting right next to the mirror. Like, yeah, you know, freak accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember my dad scream though. Like he was like, I don't know. I, it's really hard to describe a deaf man scream, but it's like he screamed like a warrior going into battle. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, War cry. It's, yeah, yeah. Over this, over this broken mirror. And I just remember like shaking in my boots, you know, like, Oh shit. And I was like, Danny, it's Danny. It was Danny. I didn't do it. Not me. You know, so <laughs> yeah, what's hilarious is when you're that age and you're that little, like getting in trouble is the scariest fucking thing that can happen to you. It's the number the one, scariest. it's like the number one scariest thing in your life at that point. You, yeah, you like, you don't but care. Realistically, like, nothing's gonna happen, right? Like, maybe you'll be grounded, maybe it'll suck for a little while. Oh, I mean, I like, what, I like, I got spanked for sure. I don't know about you, but I definitely got spanked more than a couple more than once more than once i feel like maybe it happened like once or twice but not often my my mother was into like corporal punishment mm. so it was like if you did a bad thing you're gonna do push-ups you're gonna do like cherry pickers you're gonna do that dying cockroach so it was like physical i don't know exercise <laughs> kind of. i mean if you look at it at this point in your life, you're kind of like, well, at least I was getting exercise. But like at that age, like you don't really, I mean, you probably didn't need it. Right. <laughs> you know, so um, Dude, I could see why yeah. that would be a punishment, you know. <laughs> yeah, like you physically fucking felt it. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes like a grounding would be like, all right, you have 250 pushups. Ooh. And when you do 250, Damn. you're not grounded anymore. Yeah. Yo, so like, were, were you like trying to bang out 250 in one, in one go? The most I ever got, I think was like a hundred. That's so nuts. Um, in one go, but it was because I had somewhere to fucking be. Like I had a thing that I was supposed to go to and I was grounded because I did something stupid the day before. And she's like, yeah, if you do this many, you can go. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm going to do this many and then I'm going to sweat my ass off and then I'm going to leave and I'm going to be sore and disgusting but I guess it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish like I had that instead because I was like a super active kid. So like grounding me was, I remember the first time ever being grounded. Like it, it was that traumatic for me. I I'm pretty sure we talked about this on a podcast, but it was, it was so like perplexing that I could not go outside and like roll around in the yard or ride my bike or you know, get in a, yeah. tr go run into the woods or whatever, you know, like that was, that, that was traumatizing. 
that never bothered me because I'm pretty sure at some point my mother did try to ground me or like take things that I liked away from me, but I didn't give a fuck. Mm. I would just do something else. Yeah. I was like, all right, I won't go outside. I'll be inside and annoy you. That's cool with me. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's, that's a shithead move right there. (laughs) Oh, and I know it is, but it would work sometimes because she'd be like, oh my God, like literally just get the fuck out of the house. (laughs) Man, I wish we would have known each other because I would have tried to do that to my parents. But when you have deaf parents, they can just ignore you. Literally. That's true. They can just literally just turn yeah. their head away and go, I I I literally I can't hear you. Literally. <laughs> oh yeah. No. When you live in like a tiny two-bedroom flat with like your mom and your sister, you cannot escape each other. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> That uh, that one time though, man, that was, I think that was the start to my shitheadness though, for sure, was that uh, breaking that mirror. I think mine was when, so I don't, I had like a huge like only child syndrome when like my sibling was first born mm. because you know, like I wasn't the only one anymore and everything was about this like new baby. And, you know, of course, over time, like, you know, I got to know them as like a human and I fucking love them to pieces. Yeah. But when I was a little kid and you hacked my birthday presents, I was salty. Ooh. All right. I was just like, fuck, man. Like, you're just taking everything. You get all the good snacks and I don't get to have any of those. <laughs> and- <laughs> You get all the cool toys and twice as many. And I was just like, damn, why do you need so much? (laughs) (laughs) So at at one point, I don't remember which family member got this uh, for my sister, but they had one of those like tea party type tables. Okay. And it was really low. And like the, the chairs were super tiny, like little plastic chairs that like you could stack on top of each other. Yeah. And I remember my sister got that. And I was like, fuck, dude, I wanted this one thing. And it was the only thing on my list and I didn't get it. And this is like my seven year old reasoning being like a little shithead that I was. And I went and I sat in some of those plastic chairs and broke all their legs off. (laughs) No way. Yep. Yep. And then uh, (laughs) my mom took the money out of my savings account to get her a new one wow so that that was definitely definitely like the pinnacle of of all that right like that there was nothing worse than that that's pretty gnarly though before that no i mean after that yeah i've made terrible decisions in life over the years but that's just being a human but like that was probably the first thing i did where i was like purposely destructive yeah i meant like the pinnacle between your sister and you like that boiling over that was it like that, that was the moment where Adrian was like, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to break the fuck out of these legs of this fucking table. Tiny little chairs. <laughs> it's so easy too. Cause I was like six years older and like twice as big. Right. Right. So did you, did you get like a bunch of fucking pushups and shit for that or what? So that one, I don't think I had to do more than like some cleaning, but the cleaning accrued into money and that was like my allowance so i had to like work off the debt of buying a new table Ooh, okay okay that's pretty gnarly yeah and the tours that you can do when you're that age like kind of suck because 
there, it's just like grunt work, you know, like you're not actually useful at that age. So it'd be like, all right, go pick weeds or something, you know, or like go pair all the socks. And there's like three of us and they're all different sizes. And like, who knows whose fucking sock this is, you know, <laughs> but when you're seven, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, for sure. You have better stuff to do at seven years old. For sure. I want to lay in the sock pile for the next hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although as an adult, that doesn't sound that bad, you know, just hanging out with some socks, you know, just. No, dude, I'll just sit in my laundry basket with the socks. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Did you ever do anything when you were a kid to like purposely break somebody else's like thing? I don't think so. Because my sister and I got along pretty well i mean i was just like the normal rambunctious old, older brother though so like i mean i'm sure there was times where like you know maybe i accidentally broke something of hers um but i don't think anything on purpose i don't think so how far apart are you guys in age we're five years what's the difference okay. between yours and your sister six six years okay so pretty close pretty close um I don't know. I mean, I definitely, I think mine were just more like, uh, I had like kind of like some pranks that come to mind. Uh, one time we were all at like this deaf, like club function at a pool. And at mm -hmm. the very end of the night when like everyone was leaving, I was the last one in the pool. And so I decided to hide like under the water because it, the, like they turned off the lights in the pool. So like, it was really hard to see. Like if somebody yeah. was like underneath the water, right? So then as they're like, I guess they're, you know, it's a little, they're like calling my name a couple of times. I float to the top. Okay. And I, I'm floating like I'm dead, essentially. Like I have my, oh. I have my back, like my back is the only thing exposed and my head is like underneath the waterline still. It's like limp. And I hear my mom start to freak out and i'm like i bounced out of that water as quick as i could but oh my god did she have you could probably ask her about this to this day and be, and she would like shake her fist at me that poor woman oh my god i i guarantee <laughs> you know if i would have done that any longer she would have been like my baby my baby you know like the, oh, the whole nine yards i mean if that's not being a shithead kid, I don't know what is. <laughs> faking, faking that you're floating in a pool <laughs> at night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I like ever pranked uh, my mom into thinking I was dead. But there were like there was once where I don't remember how old I was, but it was the first time that my mom like really scared the shit out of me. Like you ever seen your parents so mad that they're like, Oh my god! I didn't know you could be this mad. Oh you know? yeah, sure. My dad. Um, really? Yeah, my dad. Dude, my mom was so scary when I was a kid. It yeah. was like there's nobody scarier than her. They don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had like I was playing like kick or catch or something with a ball, and it went out into the road, and I chased immediately after it like a fucking sight hound, and didn't look anywhere, and there was a bus coming down the road. And I ended up running past it 
But my mother, like when the bus passed, she got to the other side. She beat the shit out of me. And she scared me so much. She's like, you almost fucking died. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> my life is valuable. Uh, <laughs> I needed the ball. I don't understand. You really care about me? I don't. Is that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was like the first and only time I like really fucking scared her. Mm, yeah. I what would you have done in that situation if you were your mom? I mean, you kind of have to like really drill home the point that you should not be running in front of cars, no matter what. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because I was like such a reckless child. I don't know how you would have taught me any differently, honestly. Sure. But if that were me, like if I saw my kid run through, I'll fucking lose it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's terrifying yeah I, I don't even like no i don't even want to picture it uh-uh. <sighs> yeah <laughs> i don't think my parents ever really had that problem maybe yeah maybe more than like maybe more than i remember but we lived like at the bottom of a cul-de-sac or a bottom the bottom of a hill in a cul-de-sac rather so like okay by the time people got down to the cul-de-sac part where we lived they were like they were already slowing down, you know, because we would have like it, it would literally be like a little kid parade every fucking day, you know, in the cul-de-sac. We'd have ramps and yeah. fucking hockey nets and you know the whole you know the whole kit and caboodle thing going on. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe never. I know like <clears throat> there were a couple times where I was hanging out at my aunt and uncle's house and like. Yeah, we'd be playing in the yard and like we'd accidentally like run after a football or something or like a soccer ball and accidentally like, you know, almost run into the front of a car. I mean, where my uncle would like, you know, have to yell at us, you know, you know, it's bad when like an extended family member has to yell at you, you know, to like not do something stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's different when somebody else yells at you. It is. It it It, it hits different, right? It does. You're kind of like, depending on how bad of a kid you are, and like I said, I was really bad. I was just used to being yelled at. Mm. But then when somebody else does it, I'm like, oh, man, other people think I'm a bad kid. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I remember being super young, probably around the same age as like that other story, like probably around five, maybe a little bit older, I guess. But at, at my Uncle Bob's house and uh I remember it was like the first time I had thrown up around somebody that wasn't my parents. And like, I started throwing up in my hands in his kitchen. And I remember, I remember him being like, Ray, go in the sink. Like it's right behind you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like (laughs) it was, it was so bad. Like I was getting yelled at and throwing up at the same time. Oh God. But to be fair, my uncle Bob does not have any children, so maybe he handled the situation like a little, maybe too brash, <laughs> you know, like. I mean, also, like, what are you going to tell a kid who's thrown up in his own hands, you know, yeah. like it's already happening. It's it literally in progress. So, like, I'm sorry, dude, so, unless you want me to, like, twirl around vomit real quick. Like, I don't I don't know. You just need to bite the bullet and just like let it drop on the ground right now and just break out the 409 and paper towels because. (laughs) Oh, man. I remember like my dad told me when I was like really young, like before my sister was even like a thought. um, 
we went camping and I think it was just me and him. I can't remember. I don't remember this trip, but he's told me about it a couple of times because he finds it fucking hilarious. And I was in the back seat and I got like really quiet, I guess. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, my neck hurts. He's like, what do you mean your neck hurts? Like, you're too young to have like creaky bones or anything. I'm like, I don't know. Like, my neck hurts. And I just start projectile vomiting on, like onto the back of the seat in front of me. Oh, no. And he's like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Do you think that was like his first time of just like having a child throwing up in front of him like type of thing? Probably. And also like I had no way of like communicating what I was feeling other than like my neck hurts. Exactly. So, like if you need like a, a cipher to talk to children. Yeah. If a, if a kid told me that I would, the last thing I'd be thinking about is, you know, vomit, vomit. Yeah. I would think like, okay, who's abusing you? Uh, or like, did you fall off the playground earlier? And like, you scratch it. Yeah, like, like, what's what's happening? Yeah, not just. No, I just started throwing up everywhere, no, just casually. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> did you oh, did gross. you ever throw up in school? Like, uh, I I remember they had pl- uh, paper bags, like they were like designated vomit bags, and I threw up into so one. So there's of them. like a lot of vomiting in your school. I guess I don't know. I just remember. I, I went up to the teacher. I think it was third grade. No, fourth grade. It was fourth grade. I went up to my teacher and I was like, I don't feel good. Like holding my stomach, like typical, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, do you think you're going to throw up? I was like, I guess she's like, go to the bathroom. And I go to the bathroom. And as I'm coming back into the classroom from like the little bathroom area, I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh like it's coming. You know, and she like, I don't know how she's like superwoman. Bless her soul. Miss Kane. She grabbed the vomit bag and like threw it up to my mouth and not a single bit of vomit dropped on that floor. I was, th- she was like escorting me and I was throwing up in that bag on the way to the nurses. It, oh. it was like in one fell swoop. <laughs> I don't think I ever puked at school. I don't think so. Well, it's no, I was a weird kid, though. I was off in my own little world being a weirdo somewhere. Well, it's sick because when you throw up, especially in elementary school, that's like a guaranteed ticket home. You know, you're absolutely going home if that's the case. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> by the time you get to high school, people stop giving a shit. Oh, yeah. They're like, how much did you drink last night or something? They're like, yeah. brush it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you? This I know, this might be getting a little too personal, but did you ever have any uh, disappointing run-ins with the law where your parents were, uh, you know, maybe maybe like maybe something minor, you know? Mm, I mean, the time I started like running in with the law was like around the time of like my emancipation. Okay, so that doesn't count. But, yeah, yeah, but no, like my mom's caught me like with shit before. So I think I've talked about this on stream. It's like another one of those, like, did we talk about this? Um, yeah. She, like, did your parents ever, like, go through your shit? Oh, oh, my mom is the queen of being nosy. 100%. Yeah. So that happened to me. And she found, like, a pack of smokes and, like, some steel wool and a bowl. And she took the bowl and she threw it in the trash. She didn't even break it or anything. So I just grabbed it right back out of the trash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But she took like the pack of smokes and like filled them with water, you know, like all that bullshit. And I'm just like, all right, sick. I mean, obviously I got that pack. So like you think I can't just go get another one. Right. But all right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
so wait, like, the, how old were you then? Wait, okay, I was in ninth grade. Okay, so she so like like she 15? didn't even attempt like punishing you at all. I mean, she just like like you, not like the things that were confiscated, right? Like, I mean, like she tried, but I think you were too the, old. The fact of whether or not I would adhere to like if someone says don't do this. Like the only thing you have to do is just go do it anyways. Yes. <laughs> like, what are they gonna say next time? Really don't do this? Like that <laughs> Especially as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess when I was a little younger than like say ninth grade, I guess I must have been ten, like ten to twelve, because I was like really into BMX bikes. And I remember we used to we used to call them chromies, but the the chrome uh, stem caps, valve stem caps that you would find on cars, we would take those like on off. the tires. Yes, on the on the valve stem of the tire, oh. like those little chrome caps were like really popular yeah. in the nineties. And we used uh -huh. to ride our bikes around and take those off of cars. And I, what? I I had this old pencil case that I kept all of my little thievery treasure in and my dad found it and i remember like him because he was like cleaning my room for some reason i don't know why like i guess like he like he was snooping maybe i don't know but he i remember him turning around like i walked into my room i was like oh sick dad's cleaning my room and he like had the most disappointed look on his face and he had that little pencil case open and showed it to me and i was just like ah, 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 ah. okay i'm gonna go away now and like tucked my tail in between my legs and just walked away like he definitely he definitely probably could have punished me more but like it i knew you know i knew um another one was the neighbor of my neighbor so two houses down of where i grew up uh there's this kid that lived there and he was a real real shithead like he was the neighborhood <laughs> shithead the police were like always there like trying oh, to talk that to kind of a shithead yeah okay. like but anyway we wanted to me and my neighbor my friend wanted to play a prank on him and not realizing that this would affect also his family but like we were like lighting like little like pine needles on fire on his front porch as like a haha -ha, like joke like oh you're gonna think your house is on fire and this is like around the same age i think i was like 10 9 or 10 or something like that oh man and i the shit kids do with fire Oh my God, pyromaniacs. I'm surprised I didn't get into more trouble with fire. I'm glad I didn't. Same. I'm oh so glad I didn't. Um, Finish your story and then I got one. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so my friend, his mom was an FBI agent. So like she was, I mean, not super That's scary. Well, she wasn't ever strict when I was around maybe, but like I always felt like she had that sort of like, she had that swag about her. Like, Kind of like the mysterious, like FBI agent type of thing going. Charisma, charisma for sure. Um, but so I remember after we did that, I think either she must have got the information out of Tyler, or like the the neighbors, the neighbor neighbor's mom, like called her. I don't know how it happened, but either way, she came over to my house, and like she never comes over to our house except like you know if it's unless it's serious. And she talked to my parents. My parents were, of course, just like Raymond, you know, like the whole like, what the fuck, you know, like 
this is not okay um so yeah that was we we definitely could have gotten into like a lot more trouble in that situation depending like i don't know we were obviously just being like little fucking shithead kids like it was but we obviously the point was made you know and that's what matters Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah you just gotta get like the intimidation in there yeah yeah for sure for sure. And I think part of it is knowing that things could have been worse. You know, that's like, oh, well, I got off lucky this time. I better not do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing this out there totally spitballing. But like, what if we like found like a like a gallon of gas or something or, or you know, whatever. And like it actually we caught the house on fire. Like, you know, it would have been it would have been obviously devastating. So, I mean, yeah. Uh count my lucky stars on that one you know <laughs> so uh yeah. yeah i remember playing with fire when i was a kid um the first time that i got a hold of fire is because my mother used to like smoke a lot and mm. she would have like packs of matches everywhere sure because she just liked how that smelled versus lighters or i don't know but i had like an ashtray and like all the cigarette butts and i was burning them with like extra matches so I had like a little bonfire of fucking carcinogens. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm just burning all the filters. And then it started to make like a smoke, you know, and one of the fire alarms went off and my mom came into the living room and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I had like two empty packs of matches because I've just been burning shit for so long. So, yeah, that was my first thing. And that wasn't that bad. Yeah, but that could have been way worse again, like. What if that yeah. ashtray like spilled over? It got on the carpet. Like, what if I passed out because I'm like eight and breathing in cigarettes? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. the The second time was like in middle school, like transitioning into high school. You know, in like mm. that almost like prime angst kind of age. That's a good when way. You start. Yeah. When you start to like getting into like your I don't, your group kind of like all right, what kind of uh high schooler am I gonna be yeah yeah for sure and I had like the classic like kind of like punky like grungy kind of hair so I had lots of hairspray all the time absolutely and someone told me I think it was my cousin or like one of his friends that you can light hairspray on fire and I was like no fucking way no fucking way so i didn't want to just like hold it and and light it because like it says on the can like if the flame goes backwards the can's gonna explode and your fucking hand's gonna be gone i'm like oh my god so i sprayed it onto something and i lit that that thing was my bedroom door oh Oh, no i was like well i don't want to burn any of my shit so let's not go outside or anything to try this experiment No, I wasn't supposed to be outside because my mom was home. Oh. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just like burnt like a smiley face onto the back of my door. But it burned the paint off. So like I was click I was quickly discovered in my endeavors. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty spicy. It was pretty bad. And I don't recommend doing that at all. <laughs> uh and go outside. Just, you know. yeah dear god don't burn hairspray in your closed room that you share with your sibling like just fucking don't (laughs) don't do it don't do it such a bad kid i don't know how i didn't get like more injured growing up oh 100 like there's i remember 
finding out that about the hairspray and i remember finding out that oven cleaner was flammable so an axe an axe yeah absolutely well axe was a little more later on in my life for me because like by the time axe came out i was driving so i was i was okay. like i was minimizing my shitheadness you know <laughs> at that time um but yeah no i mean we'd like root through you know my friend steve's like you know underneath the sink for some oven cleaner or whatever the fuck we could find i mean it smells so bad oh yeah yeah it's like burnt lemon <laughs> that's like lemon and like vinegar and just like chemical as fuck yeah <laughs> yep yep for sure yeah so i mean if any of you guys are curious like i i've never had a time where like i disappointed my parents when i was like straight up arrested or anything uh we did have a time where i mean there was the fbi agent thing and then there was another time where we got threatened with like legal action like lawsuit action i don't know how much the truth there is to this but here it goes how old were you uh i was like 13 or 14 at the time okay and we had built a paintball course literally in my backyard like the backyard butts up to this like perfect patch of woods that was like just big enough for like a 1v1 or a 2v2 paintball match and we like we got super proud with it like we we got all this like scrap wood from like my dad and like other sources and like you know built little obstacles and stuff and like dragged other stuff onto the you know onto the field like it was it was super dope sounds legit oh yeah it was super fun like we had we had so many so many hours worth of fun in that thing um nice. but the neighbor who lived next door seemed to not like our fun no two doors down two doors down and it was not and, loud or were you and, loud what's that were you guys like loud or something no no but the and this is a this is on the opposite side not the neighbor that was an asshole the other side two doors down they just had a child and i this is my assumption uh. this is my assumption that like they did not want a stray paintball you know to perhaps go into their backyard and possibly hit them or their i think more so their child what whatever it may be the land i always thought was like government owned because it's like a big patch of woods in the middle of the subdivision like so if you like cross to the other side of the woods like you would be in another subdivision so it made sense that like this was nobody's land really it's just like a divider yeah exactly um and so they like they sent us like a like a basically a cease and desist no because like we weren't it, it's not a c and d it's not a cease and desist it's like they sent us a letter on fucking like a lawyer's letterhead basically saying like you guys need to tear this down if you do not tear this down we are going to pursue legal action uh so I remember who it came from like if it was the city oh man or... uh, listen Adrian like they could have they could have typed this up in their basement um and my oh. my parents just you know being that the way that they are they're probably just like we don't want to fucking no absolutely not we are not gonna call their bluff on this like you know so I remember you know like my dad going into the 
you know, going into the backyard and like me following behind him, like basically almost in tears because like we'd worked so hard for this thing. And damn, yeah. So I guess maybe that was more of like a reverse shithead moment. Like we thought we were doing something really cool. Like, you know, cause we like, we weren't doing anything wrong. Like we weren't being the typical, like 13 year old edgy boys, you know, like going out and like, I don't know, doing whatever edgy 13 year olds do now. I don't know, but like, yeah, I mean, we were just trying to play paintball. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was like, I don't know. My dad, my dad always, uh, he didn't like the idea of like me playing paintball very much because he thought it like it would relate too much to guns. Um, it is what it is, but Gotcha. Yeah, so he wasn't. I feel like when you're a kid, like everything's a gateway to something. They're like, oh man, look out for these like earlier pathways, you know? Yeah, like the amount of paintball that I played, I should have like an arsenal of of real guns at this point, and I don't. <laughs> uh, Just in like video games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh man, these violent video games really gonna make me be violent. <laughs> I feel like it was normal around that age just like go out into the woods and like build shit. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was like even looking back on it, I mean, it was very pure, you know, like it was a way for us to like learn communication and like be a team or like, you know, just like pure um just like sport, you know, just mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean um but unfortunately, you know, I mean, I, I I understand why my neighbors did that, you know, whether or not it was like. Do you think it was possible that a bullet could have even like gotten over there? Like, were they downrange? Um, so the way that the. The way that the field went, if you can sort of imagine like a very drawn out V. So like there's like a valley in the middle of the field, right? But the slopes mm-hmm. on either side of the valley just went up very gradually. So if you can imagine that. So like and then at the tops of those were the neighborhoods. Right. But there was okay. but there was not very much on their side as far as like the very top of the valley. And mm-hmm. there was also like a line of like brush and bushes and stuff. So I mean, if if it did, I mean, you'd have to take like a stray shot, like at a pretty funky angle, to get one to go up. You would ha- you would have to like purposely aim high to send a paintball into their backyard. Now, granted, this is this is my thirteen year old memory, so like I could be way off base on that. Like maybe they did find some paintballs in their backyard, and they're like. Oh no, like nope, this is this is that would be very justified. Yeah, yeah. And I can't I honestly can't remember. Like the whole transaction was like super weird because they had like they had like taped the letter to like our front door. Like they didn't even bother to like give us an ultimatum or anything. Like it wasn't like they like came over like they never came over and were like, hey neighbor, like this is our concern. It was basically like So they're like super passive and don't like confrontation or something. Yes, yeah. And they just like, I don't know, maybe they didn't know how to like communicate with my parents being that they are deaf. (laughs) So like maybe that was the thing. I could see that being tricky. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless, it, it made my dad like super 
freaked out. And so it was like a whole, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that he felt like I was being a shithead or anything by, by playing paintball or anything, but like, I think nah, the fact it just sounds like your neighbors were concerned. Yeah. I feel like he was disappointed in the fact that like, I almost brought a lawsuit to the family <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's a scary thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was again. I mean, I don't know if they were like yanking our chain with that or anything, but you know, <laughs> did you ever have like a, like a medical thing happen when you were growing up? That was like also a concern, you know? Um, like you got like maybe like really hurt as a kid or maybe like your friend got hurt when you're like playing together. Surprisingly, no, like that never happened. Um, yeah, no, as rambunctious as I was, I've never broken a bone. Uh, so that's nice. pretty fucking nuts considering like all of like the random bullshit that I was into when I was little. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe that was all the 2% milk I used to drink. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, geez. Um, but yeah, no, never, never like, uh, never, never a moment where I like, I either got, I either injured myself or like injured another person, you know? I mean, I mm -hmm. think maybe like the closest thing was, uh, you know, my cousin and I playing with like M80s and like one blew up really close to his hand or his face or something like that. And like my okay. parents, my parents, his parents, like, some other aunt and uncles like freaked out, you know, on us. And they were like, no more M80s tonight, you know, or ever. And we're like, yeah, right. We're going to be playing with M80s probably tomorrow. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never really played with like explosives or anything when I was a kid. But for a little while, when we moved from Washington to Michigan, we lived. So it was my mother and I and then her sister and her son and then also like uh my mother's brother so there's five of us in a two bedroom so your aunt and uncle and your cousin and you two yeah but it was like their brother it wasn't like a husband of anybody right 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 yeah yeah um so and cramped. my oh my god dude we were on bunk beds in one room and then like the living room was partitioned off into two other rooms. And then like my aunt who like it was her apartment got like the other room. But yeah, it was it was nuts. And I remember like my cousin and I would like get in like fist fights when we were kids. We didn't like talk about things or like we didn't have any like tools to like function as humans. Yeah, let's just throw we were, like Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we just like beat the shit out of each other. And <laughs> I remember I got up to like get kool-aid at some point and there was only enough for like one cup oh and he straight up decked me in the stomach what? like well yeah dude we were horrible to oh each other oh my god <laughs> and he hit me in the stomach until i keeled over like he hit me like one good time and then took the kool-aid and ran oh my god so what happened like <laughs> did he get punished or anything or like what Oh, yeah, I was laying on the ground because he, like, knocked the wind out of me, and I was wheezing and crying. Oh, my God. And then God. one of them found me, and they were like, oh, what happened? And I'm like, Ugh. you know, like, because I can't breathe. Dang. I mean, there were definitely a couple times where, like, I probably punched my sister on the arm, you know, like, you know, hey, like, oh, you got the last cookie or something. And, like, she started crying. But, like, nothing gnarly like that. I wasn't, like, you know, like flying elbows into my sister's face after stealing my cereal or anything you know, like 
<laughs> oh man dude we were crazy kids because we we all moved to like a another neighborhood at one point and then we met um my buddy Derek, and i've known him for like 20 plus years now sure and we beat the fuck out of each other whether it was like on purpose or not like we just always got fucking hurt all the time um i'm pretty sure like there's like a running joke when we were a kid like how many times Derek Derek's nose will break because it just broke so many times it was just always like we'd be outside for like an hour and then Derek would come back with like a bloody nose oh like, geez <laughs> did you guys ever like play wrestle like act like you were part of like the wwf or anything like that um i don't think so we were more into like like if we all had bikes we would try to like jump and hop hop curbs and shit Hell and maybe yeah. like crash into each other Hell or yeah. you know absolutely shit like that do like little ramps but then you don't make it and you eat shit and you gotta go home bleeding right you know? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh do you remember the first time that a bike fucked you over like when you switched to like handle brakes or something I mean, I have vivid memories of my shoelace getting caught in the chain more than once. Oh, oh my God, that's never happened to me. Oh, how? Like, I thought that happened to everyone <laughs> at least one time. And it's terrifying because like, it sounds terrifying. literally you're fucking, it's like your shoe is being eaten by the fucking, by, your bike? The, by the bike that you're on, that you're on. Oh and God. like, I mean, I, I wasn't cruising at a low speed, you know. I I was like, no, you, know, you never do, never do, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I I uh, definitely had that happen. I definitely, well, I told the story about how I went down the hill free-handed with my eyes closed and crashed yep. in the back of a car. Uh, I wish yep. I could remember what episode that was. Go listen to it if if, if you guys can uh, if you guys can find that uh but other than that no no um i did have another thing shoot i forgot what it was that i had no never mind i guess it wasn't that cool <laughs> i remember the first time i had handle brakes and it was when i finally switched from like braking not being like the back pedal yeah you know yeah yep um because i used to be able to do sick shit with like a back pedal brake Hell because yeah. you just like haul ass and then you backpedal and you like skid you know absolutely until you like blow out your back tire which happened to me a couple times yep yep um, <laughs> <laughs> but i remember i switched to like a new bike and i was like oh it's just like riding the bike and they're like no the brakes are different like you squeeze the handlebar to brake and i was like oh, okay so i tried to do that so i tried to haul ass and do like the whole like skid tail whip thing but i hit the front brake I didn't know that they were different. Oh. So I hit the front brake and I was in the curve and went over the handlebars and like my bike came with me because it was also hauling ass and it was just like game fucking over. Like it was bad. That's... I, like, I was like oh, road rash and fucked up, you know? Oh yeah. I can imagine that's gnarly. Like, not road rash. Like anything you'd see like on a motorcycle that's in intense. Yeah. But when you're like 12 and you, you know, you're, I don't know. Concrete is not forgiving no. when you're young and going speedy. All right. <laughs> and I'm sure there's like some mothers listening now and they're like, they should have been wearing some pads. We didn't like my parents never enforced pads. Did yours? They enforced helmets. That's um, good. My parents were just but, like, you're an idiot little boy. Go on. Uh, you know, like, no, know. yeah. Helmets were a big deal. Um, but other than that, I like I didn't wear like elbow pads or knee pads or anything. I honestly can't even 
think of a time I remember like my dad teaching me how to ride without training wheels and I didn't even mm -hmm. have a helmet then. I honestly like I think it was it was the times. Um it was the 80s before people cared about their brains. Yeah, like it was just nobody fucking wore helmets back then like nobody in my nobody on my street did now that i think about it like not even a lot of my friends didn't wear helmets i was like the dork that wore one well i mean in hindsight that could have saved you right like you know i mean dude i ate shit a couple times i'm glad i wore a fucking helmet fuck yeah <laughs> i like i i'm fairly certain i've probably been concussed from not wearing a helmet and riding a bike i'm fairly certain like there's definitely been times where I didn't wear a helmet, but I felt significantly less safe. I was like, I can't be as bold. Well, I never knew the difference. So like, that's fair. So you're just always bold. Yeah. I never, I was like, uh, whatever, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, dude. I can't imagine doing the shit that I did without a helmet on. And you probably did that stuff. I don't know. I mean, I, I think my parents couldn't like wrangle me in because I also remember, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but um, Angie Hausman was, was a little girl who got abducted from a bus stop that was literally like around the corner from my street. And, wow. uh, unfortunately Angie was found in the woods murdered and, uh, my parents just like, let me keep riding my bike around the neighborhood after this happened. Like if I were my parents, I'd have been like, you're never leaving the street. Uh, if you do, it better be accompanied by an adult. Like. I'm putting a low jack yeah. on the side of your neck. Yes. Like, like <laughs> um, but yeah, my parents, Holy shit, that's scary. My parents were just like, yeah, whatever. Just, just let them, let them go. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like bless my parents' hearts, but like also count my lucky stars because yeah, I should have gotten into way more trouble just like in general, you know, <laughs> doing the stuff that I did my god <laughs> oh man when you were a kid did you have chores like did you have like an allowance and like shit you're supposed to do like tiny people of responsibilities no, no no see like i feel like you fit into like one of two things right like you either have like the chore allowance system or just like your parents allow you to do whatever the fuck you want and then like occasionally you'll get money like that's kind of how it went like I, yeah, I, I never once in my life had an allowance. So like I remember being like 13 ish and like mowing grass and then being like, oh, this is this is what earning money is like, you know, like that was mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was my introduction into that. Um, I think the system of doing chores and getting money is better than what I was raised on. But, you know, what do you think? Um, so mine was a little bit, I, I don't know how other kids like chores worked, but the way that mine worked was it was task based. So like you had a certain couple things that like you were supposed to do just to be like a member of this functioning household, right? you know, like pick up after yourself. That's a basic thing. Don't leave your fucking socks in the bathroom, you know, right? but there were other things that you could do to earn money. So like mowing the lawn or like doing the dishes, things like that. So like extracurricular. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And you were still like expected to do those, but you would get paid for those. Oh, okay. 
Okay. You couldn't just like, oh, I don't want to get paid, so I'm not going to mow the lawn. Like that's not an option. You're going to gotcha. get paid to mow the lawn. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. See, I would I would have been like more like pissed off about the like the regular chores, but I would have been about like the paid chores, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some times where I was like pretty consistent on it. There were other times where I wasn't. And I know I have told on the podcast that like I like halved my allowance and then like bought like my younger sister into it. And I was just like, yeah, I'll give you like this much to do the dishes and then I'll just profit and do nothing. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what little siblings are for? <laughs> oh, man. And like my sister was so gullible when they were younger. Because I was like the bigger sister, you know, and I'm like, I know everything because I'm six years older and you don't know that I don't know. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a long time, uh, they followed me just blindly. I think maybe do, do you think because you're in the same family dichotomy as I do you think that there was more like a um, since your younger sibling was more focused on which? I, yeah, I, I share the same like sentiment as you like whenever my sister was born, I was like oh man, like I'm not getting as much attention. Like that's, you know, but do you feel like you were allowed to like, what's, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? But like you were, you were just more like more or less allowed to like be free and like a little more independent. I got away with a lot because I was not an only sibling. mm, Yeah. I feel like, they yeah they let me be a lot more independent and they were more like protective over my sister for sure which can be yeah good it and- almost seemed like they like got their first round of mistakes done with like raising me to a certain age you know and they're like all right this next time around though like we've learned right we know more. right that makes sense that makes sense hmm. well if you guys are parents of two kids let us know you know how how your family dichotomy is because we would love to know uh being that we are kidless ourselves we have a we have an episode about that if you guys would like to listen to it um (laughs) but yeah so i mean uh i guess in a way you know i was i was thankful for the independence uh it certainly taught me to like learn from my lessons instead of like being sort of like sheltered a little bit maybe like my sister was I don't know. Now we're getting into like family psychology. <laughs> there was a, a couple of times where like I thought I could just like shirk all my responsibilities. And it was when I really learned what like binging TV was like, because we finally got a TV in our house. We hadn't had one because like we had like no technology growing up. Like we, we didn't have a microwave. We didn't have a computer. We didn't have a house phone. We didn't have shit. Yeah. And then my sister's aunt got her a like a little tv that had like the built-in like vhs dvd right those were super cool and <laughs> yeah and my mom was pissed about it Uh-oh. and at, at first like they installed it in our room on like an arm so that we could like watch something and go to bed yeah and after a while like my mom was super not cool with that anymore and it went into the living room sure but then uh, she started buying like those box set seasons of of shows and you'd have like you know like nine dvds would be a season yeah um i used to binge the shit out of those oh my god i loved them 
And every time a new season would come out, I would just like, I would just burn through it and I would watch it over and over and over. And then I would like watch back certain discs that I really liked. And then I would start all the way back over and go back to season one and watch, you know, through again. And I think my core shows like growing up, um, because obviously I, I only had access like what my mother was purchasing. Mm. So it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then around season like five, there was that like split off show Angel. And then both of those were going at the same time for a while. And then it was only Angel and that got like another five, six seasons. And that was dope as shit. And there was Charmed, which was like three witches. There was like Dawson's Creek. Like there was just all these shows that I just watched over and over and over and over and over. And Gilmore Girls. That was my number one. Those are some OG shows right there. <laughs> I forgot Dude. about Angel being a spinoff from Buffy. And it was good, it was, too, because it, it was like full production value. Yeah, it really was. It really was. I mean, I'm sure there's some people like, oh, Buffy, what? But no, it was. Yeah, Angel. Angel was the shit. It was, it was good. The leaps that they make, too, in production between season to season. It's like if you watch like the last uh, season of Buffy, it's really good for its time era but if you go all the way back you know 10 years before to the first season you're like oh shit is this on like a camcorder like (laughs) that's funny i mean i guess like you would be the one to know right if you've like watched them you know in that succession so many times over you know you definitely can spot that um Mm -hmm. yeah because i mean angel must have gone into like what the late 90s early 2000s maybe or am I Definitely off 2000s because it was still coming out when I was in fourth grade and that was 2004. That's wild. Angel was still being made in 2004. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and Gilmore Girls. That was that was my shit. I still watch that on Netflix. Yeah, I know Gilmore Girls like hugely popular. That was after my time really of like still being into those shows, I guess. So yeah i just like how witty it is and then also how insanely toxic these characters are to themselves like they're just completely self-destructive but in like a really wholesome rose-colored glass kind of way sure sure yeah i mean i'm sure that's why it has like such a cult following you know to it so huh Did you have any core shows growing up? Were you like WB Kids every Sunday morning or anything? Actually, I'm really disappointed with the new Unsolved Mysteries because A, they don't have a host. And this is on Netflix, by the way, for anyone wondering. So it's Unsolved Mysteries without a host. So no Robert Stack, no Dennis Farina. Like, what is this? They have the music, right? So like they roll in like the music and then it rolls into the show. But like... Half of it is the is Robert Stack with his creepy voice, like building up the building up to the to the episode, right? Like that's what was so cool about it, you know, and like it's really upsetting. But that was one of my core shows growing up. I mean, oh man, that like Saturday morning cartoons for sure. Wrestling Saturday mornings or Sunday, maybe it was Sunday. But uh yeah, I mean I don't know. We we always had regular TV, so we had some options, but we didn't have a lot. We didn't have cable until I was like almost in high school, I think, like right before I entered high school. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we we I don't know. My parents, I guess, didn't really put a lot into watching TV, you know? 
So that's fair. And I guess some of that was also having the technology for closed captioning because uh, one of my most vivid memories of being younger is like having this giant box underneath our TV and you would have to select the channel on the box, but also have the same channel selected on the TV itself. And then the box, and then there was like a couple other dials that were like, I don't remember what exactly they were for, but I guess like maybe like the certain type of captioning that it did, but that was literally mm. the captioning box. And it would have to like, yeah, I would have to like sync up by the channel to get these like janky ass caption, you know, captions for whatever we were watching. And it was not reliable. I mean, at all, you know? Oh no. Cause it's, it's guessing basically. Basically. Yeah. Cause I mean, there was not even like, uh, there was never live captioning back then either. Like that was just, that wasn't, unheard, that wasn't heard of until maybe like the late nineties maybe think, the late nineties. Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine like my parents because of the captioning, you know, bullshit that they had to go through probably didn't, they didn't care about TV that much. They're like, yeah, whatever, you know, fair, but it sounds difficult. But I re I do remember the first TV we bought that had the built-in closed captioning. Cause like you like go into menu, you know, of the TV mm -hmm. and you turn it on or whatever. They were like, sure. whoa, this is so cool. Like, we don't have to buy this fucking box or anything. Like, we can just go nice. into the settings and like, oh, man, that like that changed the game. <laughs> Definitely. That sounds like a huge like advancement that changed the game. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we've uh, we've ended uh, this here podcast on a more wholesome note of <laughs> yeah. yeah, after us talking about <laughs> us being poop heads. Sorry, mom and dad again you know sorry about that <laughs> yeah, sorry about <laughs> you <laughs> uh well you um, wanna you wanna take us out thank you guys so much for listening if there's like little stories that you would like to share we'd love to hear them um uh in the youtube comments or tweet at us at exhaustion's podcast but thank you so much for listening we put out episodes every single wednesday um you can find us on youtube spotify anywhere you can find a podcast consider supporting us on patreon so we can keep doing this forever and ever and uh thank you we'll see you next time thank you guys bye bye <laughs>